0: Morning. Well, go ahead and tell your neighbor you're thankful for them. Say, I'm thankful for you. And give them a high five. Give them a high five. You now, Some of us have to do that in faith. We don't even know our neighbor yet. And so we're just thankful for somebody we don't know yet. But they're here and they're present. Excited for this morning. Excited for what we're going to be talking about this morning. We're going to be talking about what it means to go for Broke. Go for broke is the title of our sermon this morning, and we're going to just explore what Jesus would have for us this morning and what that means for our life, go for broke. But before we do, I just, I just have to shout out to everybody that it's Thanksgiving week. It's Thanksgiving week, and it's, there's a lot to be thankful for. In 2004, one of my brothers got married in July, and the other brother, I have two brothers, one older, one younger, the other brother got married in 2014, uh, November. So one in July, one in November, and there I was with my parents who were sitting right here, and we were having our Thanksgiving with uh, my brothers celebrating with their families, and it was the three of us at a table with Thanksgiving and it felt pretty pathetic, you know. To be honest, it was like, man, where where are the brothers? Where's the community? Where's where where's the laughter? Where's all the stories? What's going on? It's me and my parents. I, I was single. I didn't have a spouse. I didn't even have a girlfriend. I barely had a dog. And and I was there. And I was sitting there. And I was just I was just. In my feelings, you know, in my feelings, you're saying, man, this what's going on right now? Nothing is my parents love my parents, but I know they were thinking the same thing. Oh, man, we're just here with Ben only only Ben. Where's the other boys? And so, man, I just know that sometimes um, and oftentimes uh, the the holidays want to put us into our feelings. They want to put us into a position and place where we start maybe feeling sorry for our situation or our circumstance or where we are. And so I just have to remind us that Psalm 100 helps us with a heart of gratitude of how we should begin to enter God's presence and begin to put on the right lens of our life for our life so Psalm 104 says this enter his gates with Thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him bless his name Giving thanks to God gets the focus off of you and your situation and your circumstance. I love this moment because in Psalm 100, when we're going into his presence, we're already declaring his name. We're already giving him praise. He's already worthy. He's already done it. He has the victory, as we sang about this morning, that he's already um, paved the way and there's victory in Christ Jesus. And so, so when I give him thanks, thanks and give him praise and give him a heart of gratitude, it takes the feelings off of my situation. And I just got to be honest, we all have situations in here, don't we? We all have things that we're dealing with, and, and some of us have been marinating on those things, and, and I just want to encourage you that this Thanksgiving, as we even set this up, the sermon today, Going for Broke, we're just already setting up an attitude of we want Jesus, and we want more Jesus, and we want Jesus to be glorified in our family, in our life, in our situation, in our friendships. We want Jesus. We want him to be the center of everything, And and so we enter his courts with Thanksgiving, but why? Why would we do that? Well, the verse tells us right after that, verse 5. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. i got to encourage you that God is good. God is good. This is when you say all the time, right? So I say God is good and all the time. God is good good. good. and all the time. I grew up in a country church and we say that every single week. But it's just good to be reminded that. It's good to be reminded that God is good. And because once you start declaring it, it is as though you're walking in this belief of believing that to be true for your life. God is good. God is a good God. And I know that everything in your culture says that He's not. Or maybe you're in your feelings. And you've been marinating in those feelings, you know? I mean, some of us are brine and turkey right now. We've been sitting in this brine. Have you ever seen brine? Brine is disgusting. It's like, man, it is gross. It smells. You can't get the smell off your hands for a week. Some of you are going to smell like brine this next Sunday. You're going to be coming to church. We will not be shaking your hand, you know? But but we just sit in it and we just we let it marinate and we let these thoughts marinate. And if this is my current situation and this is what's happened to me, then God must not be good. God must not be good. And if you live your feelings according to the headline of the day, I'm just going to tell you your life may not end up where God wants it to go. You may you may not fulfill all that God has planned for you. you may not be all that He's created you to be. You may not make the difference on this earth that Jesus wants to make through your life. He, you, you just may not be there. now now I know God's sovereign. Look at Jonah, he got Jonah where he wanted to go, but Jonah was bitter. And he was mad about it, but how many of you know that God's going to get you where He wants you to go? But you can go bitter, or you can go with gratitude. You can go, you can go mad, or you can go happy. His love will never end. He is faithful. He's faithful. For those who've been resting in Jesus, we just got to know that He's faithful to these promises. And he promised you things in your life. He's spoken words specifically over your life and in your quiet times, maybe through other people in this church community, maybe other people in another church community where they spoke life into you. But we just got to rest that that God is faithful. He's going to come through on his promises. Amen, church. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13, and we're going to be there. Um, verse 8 through 14. And as you're turning there, I'm going to pray that God would just bless his word this morning. Father, we just thank you for today, Lord, and we're just asking, Holy Spirit, that you would just open our eyes to see you clearly, open our ears to hear what you would have us to have us to know this morning. And so, Lord, we're just so thankful for you. God, as we talk just the next few moments, Lord, what it means to go for broke. Lord, I just pray. Holy Spirit, that you would just um, illuminate Scripture in a fresh way. In Jesus' name, amen. It says in verse 8, Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love the, your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, Tom, not in orgies in daytime not in orgies and drunkenness not in sexual immorality or sensuality not in quarreling and not in jealousy but put on the lord jesus christ and make no provision for the flesh flesh to gratify its desires we know that this season is a season to give thanks but it's also a season to to consume a lot of what everybody's selling consumerism is at an all-time high in fact it's predicted that 30 billion dollars will be spent on consumerism on gifts for other people now we 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 oftentimes think about this whole list of the things that we want this Christmas this this week is Black Friday some of you've done Black Friday right Uh, there's gonna be Cyber Monday coming up there's gonna be all these um, opportunities to buy 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 and to gain 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 and and oftentimes if you are like Like Brandy and me, we love gift giving. We love to give gifts. We love to buy for other people. And there's nothing wrong with buying for other people until you spend what you don't have. Right, and we oftentimes do that, well, you know it, it starts off so innocently. My wife is at one store and she has the gift envelope, and then I see something enticing for somebody that I want to buy, and I don't have the gift envelope according to our Dave Ramsey um, ambiguous budget and so so I don't have it, so I decide. I I don't have the gift envelope, so I need the Amex card. So I pull out the Amex card, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I'll just pay this one back. No problem. And and, and I'll just deduct it from the gift envelope. I know how much is in there. And then I see something else enticing, right? You know me? And then all of a sudden, you forgot I didn't get Nana a gift for Christmas, so I got to get Nana a gift. And then some of you realize, man, I, I forgot to get... My boyfriend, I mean we only been dating for a week. Do you get something? Oh I gotta get something. And then, then you get your boyfriend something, right? You get your girlfriend something, and and then you then you bought all the teachers something, but then you forgot that they have PE teachers, right? And then they have art teachers, and then they have you know special program teachers, and then all of a sudden the list grows and grows and grows, and all the, the, the envelope. Dwindles And then you find yourself maybe charging some things, you know. Truth is, is, it's pretty easy for us in our culture to go for broke. You know, it's pretty easy to go for broke and not just go for broke, but go for joke. You know what I mean? Where you just like gone. You, 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 you spent it all, right? It's all gone. And that's just the truth. Um, so it's in us, and, and that's, what, that's what everybody wants us to do. But I'm going to tell you that this holiday season and this season that God has put us in with Thanksgiving and Christmas, that I want to encourage us, go for broke in the right things. That we spend all that we have for the right things that God has put in place for our lives. How do we go for broke when it comes to the gospel? Well, the first thing that we read is, oh, nothing, oh, nothing to anyone except everybody say accept. except except love. No, oh, no one anything except to love each other for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. This is the one thing that we should be indebted to to one another is this moment or this quantity of love, this item of love that we should give to other people and we should go for broke for it. How many of you are impulsive, love adventure, love, love to just, like, roll the dice, you know, um, that, that you put all the cards on the table? How many of you do that? Wow, three of us. Wow, man, conservative church. Whoa, praise God. Man, we got to get some more evangelists in here. Well, I, your pastors that, so thank you for balancing me out. I, I love just to, just to roll the dice. Anytime I go into a casino, which is, like, only two times in my life. um. <clears throat> I go in. One time it was a bachelor party, and I had a hundred dollars. It was a predetermined amount that Brandon and I agreed to spend. So, so therefore, it was just fun money, right? Don't spend the money that you don't have. That's rule number one when you go into a casino. And, uh, and rule number two: don't spend money that your spouse didn't agree upon, or God didn't tell you that you could spend. And He may tell you you can't spend anything. So just just know that. But one time I went into a casino. It was a bachelor party, and I was I was young I was I was young and foolish and I, we agreed I could spend a hundred dollars but truth be told I had $100 for the whole weekend, and I decided to go to the blackjack table, and I was going to turn that $100 into $200, and $200 into $400, $400, $800, and so on. That's what was going to happen, and I remember getting the hand, and all of a sudden, we had these $5 chips, and I just started putting $5 chips there, and I, I started betting every single hand, and and the odds were really against me. I mean, I had a five showing, you know? It's like, there's, I, mean, I have a five card showing. What am I going to do with a five card? I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm going for broke right now. I'm either going Uh, I'm going to win this or I'm not going to win it. And in five minutes, I lost $100. $100 gone. And that's that's what's called bad stewardship in the church. And, And I remember, man, I went for broke. I went for broke, and then every time we go, and so I know somebody's going to go to wherever, I I give them 20 bucks, I say, hey, put on black on roulette, you know, put on black every time we're going to hit, you know, I'm going to double that money, and I just go for it, right, I'm I'm this guy who's just going to go for it, I'm going to expend it, I'm going to put all the energy into it, and I just want to tell you that, you know, that's bad to do in the wrong places, everybody agrees, right, and all of a sudden, you're looking at me differently, are we going to, are we going to read the word, and understand something today and 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 that's really bad but the truth is is it's not bad when you come to the place of love when it comes to the place of love, there's this moment where we have to roll the dice and we have to put it all out there and we just have to love and love and love where the love has no bounds, that you would owe nothing except love. And, and, and so it's like this. At Thanksgiving, you're going to be around maybe some people that you don't enjoy that much. Some of you will be around people you love, right? Some of us going to be around people we don't enjoy. But how are you loving those people? How are you rolling the dice of love? You know what I love about the dice of love? On every side of that dice is not a number, but just more love. It's just more love that we would keep giving love away and the love that God has given us. And I'm so thankful this year is that this really been our heart as a church is that we would love, that we would love selflessly, that we would love not just in word but in deed, as the word would say. That we love not just in not just in word, but in deed, there would be this action, and our church has rallied behind this, and, and earlier this year, we started a shoe drive, and we gave away tons of shoes, and just selflessly gave them away, and some of you have seen this highlight reel, but I want to just show you this little news reel of when we gave away some shoes this, this past year, nice, so that's, come on, give yourself a hand, that was amazing, that was amazing, you know, just a this, 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 this thing that may have not been huge, you know, in, in, in number, but it was huge for us, you know. Maybe it wasn't, um, maybe met met your expectations, but it, it met God's expectations for our church. And it was an amazing moment so that we would love and we'd owe nothing but love. And I just want to encourage you practically that this holiday season in, in your budget and your spending and when you go for broke on other people, would you leave, would you leave some dollars? To go for broke by loving people unconditionally. Would you leave some dollars in your budget to give to some people, to love them practically? And so next week we're gonna be collecting shoes again for for CAM Ministry. And you can bring these shoes to the foyer. And we're gonna give you two opportunities this year um, to to give before the holiday. One would be a shoe drive that we're gonna collect next week and over the next couple weeks. And the second one is we're gonna partner with a a ministry downtown who gets the wagons that you buy, those those foldable wagons with the wheels on them that you buy from Academy. Our campus ministry has them. And we're going to be giving those away to, to the poor in our community because a lot of them do not have transportation. And they use those wagons actually to go from the store and back home. And so, so we're going to be collecting those two items this year. That's just one practical way we can go for broke. Now, as you're thinking about how I can go for broke in my conversation or loving each other um around the table this would be another way to do that that we would go for broke also when we think about for go for broke we need to think about this whole idea of this payment notice this payment notice uh, have any of you ever got a stack of bills and 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 you forgot to pay one and then all of a sudden it says your payment is due and then you get the one that says your payment is passed due, and then you get the one that says this is your final notice it's about to go to collection am i The only one, praise God. Vulnerability up here. Maybe we've been there. Verse 11 says, besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. This is great. When we're talking about this life of going for broke, we have to realize that Jesus is returning. Jesus is going to come and he's going to return for his church. And we're closer to his return today than we were yesterday. And when we realize this and we have this imminent desire or know that his, this imminent response from him to return for his church, we know that the days are short and we are limiting our days how much we can go for broke. How much we can begin to give our life away in service and love. The the amount of days are limited to how we evangelize and tell others about Jesus. The days are limited, and today is closer than yesterday. The days are numbered, and here we know this. is because of that we should start loving, and we need to start suiting up. It's time for us to suit up as a church. It says, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. That we would suit up with the armor of light. Have you heard it said, don't dress where you are today, but dress where you want to be? Have you heard that saying? I found that to be true in life, that, that when, you, when you dress for where you want to be, there's some natural favor that occurs around you. But I, I just think this is a faith moment for some of us because some of us don't have the love that we need for the holiday that we're stepping into. Some of us don't don't have enough love to begin to look at maybe the the, the spouse that we're arguing with right now. Some of us don't have enough love to to face the kids who are not doing well in school right now. Some of us don't have the love to to face the betrayal uh, uh, across across the table as you're sharing turkey. Some of us may not have the love and the grace to do that, so we have to suit up. And to suit up means to to begin to ramp up this faith and start wearing this this armor of light, knowing that God wants to put you in a place that you may not feel right now. He he, he wants to start putting you in the right place. We have to suit up, we have to get ready. Every time I do a wedding, which I perform a lot of those throughout the year, I I have one suit. I have one suit, and it's one size. I wish the suit would grow in the holiday seasons. You know, I wish the waistline would get a little wider. I wish, I wish the buttons would move. You know, a little, a little further. I wish this would happen, but every time I do a wedding, I go on a little diet, <laughs> don't I? I go on a diet because I realize I got to let the suit fit. Because I own one, I don't have a big suit and a little suit. I got one suit. I kind of did that on purpose to be honest but the truth is that we when we're we're talking about the holidays and we're suiting up there's a level of preparation that we need to do before we enter into these holidays before we enter into these conversations with people there's a level of preparation because there's all these i can't i can't go there i can't do that i can't buy them a gift i i, I can't Love this person. I I don't have enough in me to give to them. There's a bunch of I can'ts and I don'ts. But the truth is, if we're going to go for broke, that we have to start prepping ourselves so that we can suit up. And so here's the level that we're encouraging our church to do. So practically, I gave you a practical application earlier. This is your second practical application. Tomorrow, everybody say tomorrow. Tomorrow, our whole church is entering into a day of fasting a day of fasting before the holiday before we eat all the turkey before we do anything else i'm going to encourage and challenge all of us to enter into a day of fasting what that means is that you would not you would not necessarily eat but you would, uh, what you would eat, you would start spending time praying and, and, and fasting and seeking the Lord. Some of you have been so addicted to social media, you can't get off of Pinterest. You're like, what am I going to decorate that Christmas door like, you know? And you've been on there. Maybe you just need to fast that. Maybe you need to fast something in your life. This, this is what the acronym I want to introduce to you today with fast. Follow after spirit thinking. Follow after spirit thinking that the fast denies what is owed to us and moves our attention to what is given to him. That that it denies what is owed to us. I'm owed this meal. I'm owed this time on my phone. I'm owed this. But you're starting to give what you think is owed to you and start giving it to him. Hey, you have my time, Jesus. Hey, you have my devotion, Jesus. Hey, you have my lunch time, Jesus. Hey, you have my dinner time, Jesus. You have my breakfast time, Jesus. It's amazing how some of you won't even skip breakfast. You make time for breakfast, but not for the Lord. It's unbelievable. So we're going, to sub, we're going to just give that to the Lord tomorrow, and we're going to enter into a fast because, because he wants us to walk tall. He wants us to walk tall. Verse 13, let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires that we would walk tall or walk properly i have to be honest with you and and every once in a while you'll still catch me doing this and and every illustration is about me today so i'm so sorry (laughs) But sometimes I, I used to walk, and um, for whatever reason, the Lord made my legs the way he did, and I'm so thankful. But, but um, you, you see, when you're a little lazy in your walk, you begin to not walk as properly as you should. You know this if you're a runner, right? There's a proper way to run and an improper way to run. And, and if you run the improper way, it actually hurts over time. And, and so I kind of walked with my feet like this. And if you can't see that, I'll just turn around. You know, I mean, I'm maybe over-exaggerating because I'm a Enneagram three, but praise God. And so um but I started walking and I, I used to have this little duck walk, you know? <laughs> this little duck walking. And, and and my feet would be so wide and I'd walk really wide. And, and then I would be a little, a little lazy in the walking, you know, where I'd walk so slow, and then I'm walking like a duck, and all of a sudden, you know, I feel like, why am I walking like this? But my friend Chase. He came up to me and said, "Yo man, I, I got to help your swag a little bit. I got I got to help I gotta help how you move, you know?" And so he said, "Hey man, just turn your feet in a little bit. Start walking straighter. Start walking a little taller and walking like there's some confidence on you. Start walking on a way to to start carrying a room." And the truth is is that, that the Lord isn't saying, "Hey, hey, Fix your natural walk, right? He's not saying that, but, but start fixing your spiritual walk. Because a lot of times we are walking wounded like a duck. We're walking wounded with our head down. We're walking wounded as we're defeated. But the Lord would say, start walking tall. That you would start walking tall and start walking as he has called you to walk. This is what the Lord wants for us as we are going for broke. That we'd start doing these things. And the truth is, is it's hard to do these things as we begin to close this morning. I, I want to just tell you, it is hard to do these things. It's hard to love, and it's hard to go for broke. It's, it's hard to walk tall when you feel like there's so much negative chatter. It's hard to do that when you've been offended over and over and over again at every holiday. All of a sudden, people don't like your pumpkin pie. And they, they don't like your cranberry sauce. And you're sitting there crying, but you don't know why you're crying. It's because you're, you're really wounded from something they said earlier that year. And now it's coming out in a deeper way. And Peter went up to Jesus. And as Jesus challenged his disciples, hey, I want you to love like this. Peter, Peter as most of the disciples Well, I was questioning Jesus, how do we do this? Or how many times do we do this? How many times do we have to love? How many times do we have to walk in this? How many times? And Jesus said, hey, this is a debt that you will never fully pay back. That to love others, you will never fully master in fact, it'll just master you. And you'll be full of love. Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And you were called this holiday season to go for Brooke. To give away love, even when it's painful, even when it hurts. And even when you're offended, that you'd keep giving love away. And it's only possible because he first loved you. He first loved you. Jesus loved you when you were offending, when you were doing your own thing. That Jesus died for you and took your sin upon himself. And he conquered death to give life that he has, he has given to you so that you could go for broke. Would you stand with me this morning as I pray over you? And maybe this Sunday you're just having a hard time this week thinking about the holidays. And I realize there's some people who are really excited in the room. And I just want to encourage you that you would love well. Easier, easier to love well when you're not in the feelings of downcast easier to love when you're not in these feelings of woundedness or bitterness or frustration easier to love in those moments but yet still called to love and yet if you're in this place where you're having a hard time coming this holiday I'm gonna ask you in just a moment to respond so that I can pray for you and so we could pray for one another and then secondly maybe you don't know this Jesus You can't give love if you don't have love. And I'm not talking about emotion. I'm talking about this agape love, this armor of light that you are so clothed with to give it away. So if you would, bow your head and close your eyes with me. And I would love for two people to respond. The first one, if you're just having a hard time this holiday season and you're just... You're, you're not excited about facing this week. Would you raise your hand so I can pray for you? If that's anybody in here. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Just leave it open. Leave it up. Leave it up. I would encourage you. No one's looking around, but maybe raise your other hand and just start giving God all your fears. Everything that's holding you back, everything that's keeping you back from Him, keeping you back from love, start giving them any kind of unforgiveness. Start giving them any bitterness, any frustration, any any just maybe upset. I feel like maybe somebody in here is just upset about their current situation. They're just mad about their current situation, not mad at anybody specifically, but just their current situation. I just know that God wants to heal that. So, Lord, you see every hand raised. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just come right now, Jesus, and that you would just fill them with your love, fill them with grace, fill them with desire to know you in a deeper way. We ask this, Holy Spirit. You may put your hand down, and secondly, if you just don't know this Jesus, but you want to know this Jesus today, would you just raise your hand? I want to know him. I want to know him today. Well, Father, we just love you today. We just thank you, Father, for the response of the church today as we've been challenged with your word. Holy Spirit, renew us and shape us in every way in Jesus' name.